Honest, real, raw, true conversation and prayer with God. down into the water and when you do the old person dies you come up out of the water as a new creation of Jesus Christ Hey, welcome to Church Experience. Thank you so much for spending part of your weekend with us. Now is a great time to grab your weeklies and head to your seats if you haven't already because the service starts in 90 seconds. I'm here to tell you today that God wants to set you free. Oh, yeah. He wants to set you free.
presence. Pursue a relationship with Him. Grow in your walk with Him. Get closer to Him. Spend more time with Him because He's better. If you want your life to get better, then get around the one who is better. Get around Jesus. Get around the one who has power to change and transform your life. Get around the one who has the perfect grace for you and the perfect love for you and the perfect joy for your soul. Listen, He is better. Welcome, Church Experience family. I can't wait to see how God is going to work through today's service. When you're in the service, if you have some questions, comments, or prayer requests, go to churchexperience.tv backslash connect or pull out your camera app and scan this QR code. Or if you want to stay connected with us here at Church Experience, just hit that subscribe button. Love to hear from you, get back to you, and be in praying for you. CE family, we're ready to jump into today's service. Would you stand with me as we spend time worshiping Jesus by singing to Him?
so much for your goodness and your faithfulness. We thank you that you sacrificed your life so that we could walk in freedom. When we choose to worship you this morning, God, help us to walk in faith and in boldness, knowing that you're with us, even when we feel overwhelmed and surrounded. We love you so much. You are so good. And we give you all the praise this morning. Well, social media can be a great tool to build a business, to stay connected to your friends and family. There's a lot of good things that can come out of staying connected online, but many people are using it as a tool to get affirmation. They're posting their highlight reels, and they're chasing likes, they're chasing views, and they want attention. Right? They want attention, and the more that they get, the more likes, the little heart emojis, the more of those that they get, the more value they feel. And the less that they get, the less value. Right? And, and, and what we do is we chase not just attention, but we chase our value. And underneath that, we're actually chasing the feeling of love. We want to be loved. And that's why a lot of people post their best because they want people to like them, to like you. On the other side of the screen, a lot of people scroll and scroll and they click like after like after like because they're numbing some neglect that they feel and they're looking for that feeling of connection, that feeling of love, wanting something on the other side of the screen. But on, on both sides of the screen, the one posting and wanting value and the one searching for something on the other side, both are desperately longing for more than just a like and they're hungry for a deeper connection than a little heart emoji. <laughs> Like what we're really desperate for is the feeling of love, a mutual love where we both feel valued, we feel cared for, and ultimately that we know that we are worth something, worth something to God and worth something to other people. So how can we have better relationships, authentically feeling valued, genuinely feeling cared for and deeply loved? How can we experience that kind of relationship in our families, in our homes, in our workplaces? How can we feel that level of relationship and live in that kind of relationship? That's where we're going in this new Like You teaching series where we're talking about relationships. And I wanna ask you to make a commitment to be with us each and every week throughout this teaching series as we talk about relationships, the most important part of our lives, our relationships. Today, we're gonna look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning in verse one. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give up my body to hardship and that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. I gain nothing. 
what do we ultimately possess if we don't possess love? It tells us that our words and our actions alone can fall short if they're not driven by love. See, words and actions just don't get it done if there's no love in the relationship, right? If you don't know what I'm talking about, let me check out this clip. Oh, we can clean the dishes tomorrow. Here, you know, I don't like waking up to a dirty kitchen. Who cares? I care, all right? I care. Cleaning this house and then cooking that meal, and I work today, it would be nice if you said thank you and helped me with the dishes. Fine. I'll help you do the dishes. Oh, come on. You know what? No, that's, see, that's not what I want. You just said that you want me to help you do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. Why would I want to do dishes? Why? See, that's my whole point. Let me see if I'm following this, okay? Are you telling me that you're upset because I don't have a strong desire to clean dishes? No, I'm upset because you don't have a strong desire to offer to do the dishes. I just did. After I asked you. <laughs> That's funny, but it's also frustrating, right? Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there before? Yeah, I think we've, we've all been there. Where we were trying to make it work, maybe doing the right things, but not getting the right results. Yeah, it can be difficult when you're doing the right things or you think you're doing the right things and you're not getting the right results. The connection is just not there. See, we want more than activity. We don't want obligation. We want real love, a real connection in our relationships. And 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is telling us how to get it done. Let me look back again at 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1. Let me read again. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Do you know the average person, the average person speaks thousands of words per day? Somewhere in the range of two or 3,000 on the low end, up to 30,000 or more words per day. Just to give you an idea of how many words that, that would be, if you were to speak for an hour continuously, you would speak somewhere around 7,000 to 9,000 words, speaking without stop, for an hour. See, we all speak a lot of words throughout the day. Whether it's less or more for you and your personality, we, we all speak a lot of words. But sometimes we can just present noise and not actually add value. And speaking words without love is just noise. It's just noise. See, God wants us to use our words to add value to the other person. In a marriage, in a friendship, he wants us to add value. And he tells us this in Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to come right back to 1 Corinthians 13, but look at verse 29. In Ephesians 4, it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Let me say that again, and I want you to help me here. Are you ready for this? Do not let any, come on, say any. Come on, everybody say any. That's right. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only, come on, say only. Yeah, only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. God wants us to use our words to express love towards others, to build them up according to their needs, not to tear them down. This happens so often. You know, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're not connecting, and those words can just, you can just let them loose, and it can cause so much damage. But here's the idea. We speak words that build others up in love. That's what we want to do. We, we speak words that build others up in love because our words have the power of life and death. They have the power of life and death. One of the best ways I've ever heard it said is that, is that we all carry around two, two buckets. If you can imagine just walking around with these, these buckets in hand, and one of them has water, and the other one has fuel. And, and every time there's a little spark in a relationship, you can either 
pour water on that spark and put it out. There's a little conflict, a little disagreement, you know, a little tension. You can pour water on it with love and grace and kindness. And you pour that love on and it, and it diffuses the situation. Or you can pour fuel on through defensiveness and anger and bitterness and resentment. And all of a sudden there's a, a bigger fire burning in that relationship. How many relationships have been burnt down because we didn't understand the power of our words? How many people felt the damage and the consequence that comes from words that were left unchecked, unfiltered? See, we speak words that build others up in love. And, and 1 Corinthians 13 here is telling us that no matter how amazing your words are, no matter how many, how many brilliant sentences you can say, if you don't say them in love, then it's just a bunch of noise. Then it goes on and it tells us this in verse 2. It says, if I have the gift of prophecy, 1 Corinthians 13, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. So these are very impressive things, right? You can understand everything. You have knowledge beyond understanding and all of these sorts of incredible things, these, these gifts, the, the ability to move mountains through your faith. Very impressive things. It says if you have all of these amazing abilities but you don't have love, then what is it all equal? Nothing, right? You, you really have nothing in the end. And, and a lot of people are trying to be impressive, but they're doing it without love. Well, they, they have maybe some love, but it's self-love. They want others to love them, and so they're trying to be impressive to others. But instead of focusing on loving others, they're trying to be impressive, and you really get nowhere in that way. You, you really get nowhere. You know, some of you still have a little resentment from Valentine's Day, right? Because you, you, you bit into that little Valentine's Day chocolate heart, and, and you were really hoping that there's going to be caramel inside. There's going to be caramel or marshmallow or something good inside, and it wasn't. It was just hollow. And so you're a little bitter about the person that gave it to you. You're like, you went and got that at the Dollar General, didn't you? You didn't give me the good stuff from the good store. You, you went cheap on Valentine's Day. You're a little bitter about that, right? Because we don't want anything hollow. We don't want anything empty. You know, we want something that has substance in it. We want something that really matters. And you're impressing other people. If you do it for your own love and not to show them love, it can feel really empty inside. I heard a story of this woman who went on a date two successive nights with two different gentlemen. The first night, after she out this gentleman, she said he was so impressive. He was brilliant. He was incredible. And then the date that she went on the second night, she said that the difference in this guy is that instead of making me feel like he was brilliant, he made me feel like I was brilliant. He made me feel like I was amazing. He made me feel like I was incredible. You want to guess which one she wanted to go out with again? Right? We sometimes walk into a room to try to impress others because we want them to like us. Right? Online and social media, people portray their best highlight reel. They don't show you the whole movie. They just show you their best scenes because they want you to like them like you. I mean, that, that's the whole idea is we, we want people to be impressed. We, so we portray our best. But you can't fall in love with the facade. I mean, you can, but it won't be real, right? I mean, it, it, and we, we try to impress others by not putting our, our full story out there, by not putting our full selves out there. And so we, we hide and, and we shield our, our real self and we just put out the best. But here's the thing. It's okay to not be okay. It doesn't mean you need to tell everything to everybody, but it's okay to not be okay. And, and transparency is how you build better relationships. It's getting real and it's opening up and it's not trying to put on a facade and trying to oppress everybody, but it's just being real and transparent and, and sharing how things are really going on. And that's how you grow in a loving relationship. But instead of trying to impress people, what we really need is to express love through serving people. 
And instead of trying to impress people, we want to express love through serving people, through serving others. If you want to make a change in your relationship fast, if you've got a sinking relationship, here's how you do it. You start serving right away. You start serving them, putting their needs ahead of your own. Instead of trying to impress them, you serve them and express love. There's another thing here that says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3. Amazing relationship advice, verse 3. It says, if I give all I possess to the poor, and I give over my body to hardship so that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. I gain nothing. So that means, yeah, you can work hard and say, well, I provide for you. I take care of you. I, I earn money so that we can keep a roof over our heads. Yeah, you can work hard and go through a lot of hardship, but if it's, it doesn't seem like it's coming out of love, you really gain nothing. Well, I clean this house, and I take care of these children, and I do so much. Then why is there still so much conflict? Why does that other person not feel love? Well, it, you can do a lot of activity, but if it's not done with a heart of love, and if love is not felt by the other person, then you really gain nothing. And doing great things without great love, it feels weak, doesn't it? Do, doing great things, receiving great things, if someone does something great for you, but it feels like an obligation, they didn't really want to do it, it, it feels weak, Right? We, some of the chairs that we have at our, our dining room table, we, we've had them for years and years and years. And, and they have these, these long screws underneath that hold the, the cushion on the seat in, but the screws, how, how this chair was made, they come in from underneath. And so after use over a period of many months, th- some of these screws start to rattle loose, and they'll occasionally fall out and be laying on the floor. And one of my kids will find one, and they, they know the deal, so they'll go and they'll put it on Dad's desk. Right? And, then, and then when I can get to it, sometimes a few days later, I'll, I'll see that screw, and I'll, and I'll come, and I'll, I'll fix it. I'll turn the chair over, and I'll screw it in, and I'll fix the chair. But in that gap in between, when the, when the chair has yet to be fixed, right, if you sit down in it, and a couple of those screws are loose or missing, what it feels like is very unstable. Right? E- even though all the structure is still there, even though the cushion seat is still there, it doesn't feel like it's something you can really trust and put your full weight on because the screws are missing. And the screws are what hold all, all of that together. In a relationship, you can do all the right things. You can say all the right words. You can go on the right places, the right dates. I mean, you can do all these different things. But if there's not that feeling of being cared for and valued and loved, what holds it together is love. And what Corinthians is telling us is if you do all these amazing things, if you suffer hardship, you go through all kinds of incredible activities, if you don't have love, you gain nothing. And what he's trying to communicate to us here, what God is trying to communicate to us is that in our relationships, love is the most important thing. It's not all of the activity that we do. It's the love that we express to each other and the love that comes from our heart. So where are the gaps in, in your love relationship right now? Where, where, where are some of the gaps in, in how, you, how you love? Now, I'm going to come back to that, but I, I just think this is such, such an important thing because all of us want to be loved and all of us want to give and receive love, but we work at things instead of focusing on loving the other person. And here's how we want to shift it. We work at helping people feel love. Not, not, not just working at doing the right things while I did the dishes, right? But no, no, we work at making them feel loved. That's what we want to work at, helping them know that they are loved and valued. So let me just come back again and ask you this question. How could you use your words? How could you use your serving and ultimately your love that you give to the other person to make them feel valued. If you want to change and transform your relationship, it comes down to these things. To help others feel love through your words and building them up, through the way that you serve them. Are you serving and putting them first? Trying to impress or are you trying to express God's love? And are you trying to give this feeling of love to them through your words and actions? Now, why would we do all these things? I mean, this is a lot of work. Why would we do all this stuff? Why would we focus on loving someone else? It is certainly a lot easier to roll out of the bed every morning and just go throughout the day trying to love myself. 
What do I want to do? What make me feel loved? What make me feel good? It's more difficult. The narrow road is to, to live a life of love, to love others. Why would we do that? It flows out of this understanding that we have a God in heaven that loved us. He loved us so much that he gave his own son, Jesus, to die for our sins. And because he loved me so much, my response to him because of his great love for me, Jesus giving his life as he died on that Roman cross for my sins, him pouring out his love for me, the way he served, the way he gave him himself. He's not only my model of love, but he's the gift of love from the Father so that I can experience a relationship with God. And because he loved me so much, I can love. I can return love to him, and I can love others. That's, That's my motivation, to love as he loved me. Well, we talked about social media likes earlier. Check this out. It says, I'm calling to let you know that it creeps me out when you click like on your own status updates. I love that. Check out this meme. This is, I don't have time to post on Facebook all of the things I do in one day because I'm actually doing them. <laughs> People who like their own status are just desperately in need of a pat on the back. How true is that, right? Uh, look at this one more. We know you like to post everything about your life on Facebook, but no one really cares. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, but kind of sad, right? Because that's how some people feel. It's like nobody really cares. You know, I'm just kind of putting my life out there online. In, in the community, in, in my school, in my workplace, and nobody seems to really care. They, they, they don't really seem to give attention. And, and we're basing our worth and our value on what other people think about us and what other people say about us. But the problem with man's love is it's imperfect. It's imperfect. We're not going to always love each other how we should be loved. We're not going to always care like we should care. But there's one person who will always love us in a perfect way, and that's God. And his way of loving us is unconditional. It's not based on the conditions of how we perform, right? It's based on who we are, who he says we are. And his love is perfect. And what does perfect love look like? Well, I'm glad you asked because God actually defines what his love, what perfect love looks like, and the kind of love that he wants us to model for each other. As we read further on in 1 Corinthians 13, take a look at verse 4. It says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Love never fails. Now, you and I are going to fail each other because we have imperfect love. But God's love will never fail us because he has perfect love unconditional love. And he wants us to learn to walk more in his ways of love so that we can be in loving relationships with each other. Now, I I was so proud of our our church this last weekend here at the Central Campus because we saw our our church family come around, the lead pastors that came here to be loved on. We had our church experience lead pastors. There was eight of us pastors there in the room. And man, it's just so amazing to see you as a part of our church to come out. Some of you came real early in the morning to make breakfast and make sure the church was ready to go. And, And man, we loved on these guys. I mean, not only like eggs and 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 meat and all that stuff in the morning, but man, Cosmic donuts. Come on, talk about some love. We had some cosmic donuts out there for them, like little M&M toppings and Fruity Pebble toppings, all these very creative donuts from Cosmic Donuts. Man, they felt the love. We got to pray over them. 
And that was incredible. Not only we get to pray over them, we got to train them and equip them and, and, and encourage them. I mean, it was just an amazing time. They all left to a person. They all left. Them and their spouses left saying, wow, that was incredible. I, mean, I feel God's love. I, I feel equipped. I'm empowered. I'm ready to go back and plant these churches and grow these churches for God's kingdom. It was such an amazing thing to see you as a church family coming alongside these pastors and these ministry leaders. So way to go. I mean, that was amazing. And all why? All, all to show them that they matter to show them that they're seen and that they're valued. And as they're there on the front lines, making a difference and serving the Lord, we can encourage them as a church family. And I, I just love that. And, and when you feel love, man, you feel empowered. You feel encouraged when you experience love. And what does love feel like? When we read through that list, there's a lot of different things that tells us what perfect love looks like. What does it actually feel like? I was kind of just thinking about this as I looked through this list. And, and I thought of a few things. I think love feels like someone who believes in me and believes in the good in me and, and believes in good and is is, is not trying to push evil into my life, but instead is trying to bring God's love into my life. Love also feels very warm. Like when you're around it and you experience it, you just know. It just, it's, I mean, this is a, such a warm church, right? It doesn't feel cold and judgmental and people are expecting me to look and act a certain way. No, it just feels warm. You can belong before you believe. I love that. It's very outward focused. We're, we're thinking out in the community. We're thinking of outsiders. We're thinking of outside ourselves. On the other hand, it's telling us that, that the opposite of love is to be self-seeking. But love is not self-seeking, right? It's, it's outward focused. It's not self-focused. And it's also very positive in nature, not, not negative, right? It's, it's positive, believing for the best. It always hopes. It always believes. It's forgiving, moving forward, thinking of the future, not all the failures, thinking of the potential, not the past. This is kind of the feel of love. It's very positive. It's optimism. And, and then another part of love is it's very constructive. It's always building, right? It's building bridges, right? Not building walls between people. It's building bridges, building connections, building relationships. It's always constructing, not deconstructing and tearing down, but instead it's building up. And, and as you think about the way that you love others and the way that you're in relationship with other people, whether it's in a marriage or a friendship, I just want you to think, like, we'll go back to this question I asked you earlier, but I'm going to put it here on the screen for you. When you think about your relationships and you think about this description of love, here's the question, where are the gaps in my love for others? When you look through this list, where are my, my gaps? Where are the gaps in how I love others? Was there a few of these things that, that popped out at you as we read? You're like, man, I, I, I need to work on that. Jennifer and I, we had a pattern for quite some time where we would, we'd go through that list and we'd just compare our relationship to it. And it really helped us. We're, we're newly married and we're, we're like trying to figure out how to love each other well. We just go through that list and we'd pause. And sometimes there's an apology. Yeah, I need, I need to be more patient with you, babe. I'm sorry. I need to be more patient. Or I could be more kind. You know, we, we just go through that list, and it really sharpened us as a couple as we're learning how to love each other well. Maybe that's something you, you want to do. But when it comes down to it, the, the end of this verse, it tells us not just all of the descriptions of what love is, but it tells us that love in general, it, it is the thing that's going to be the game changer in your relationship. Take a look. It says in, in verse 13, it says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So of all the things, of all the things that are important in our life, of all the things that are important in our relationships, and all the things listed here of what love is, the most important thing, this big picture, is love. The, the, you, man, you, can, you can have all kinds of act, activity and action in your relationship and all kinds of serving each other. There's all kinds of time you can spend together, quality time, quantity of time. There's so much you can do. But if you don't have love, then, then what do you have? Because love is the most important thing. And we understand what it means to have something that is non-negotiable, the most important thing, because we live in an era where we're dependent on Wi-Fi, right? I mean, everything is now on our smartphones, our laptops. I mean, you do your banking digitally. 
right? You do your connecting with others, your calendar, your GPS, your task list, all, all, all these things. I mean, so much and more. It's, it's all, we're dependent on the internet. And if the internet goes down, like, what do we have? What, what can we actually do, right? You kind of feel that way some days. It's, it's not really true, but it feels like that because everything is connected online. And, and, and what God is saying here is that, hey, if, if you don't have love, you can have all these other things. But if love goes down in your relationship, if you don't have love anymore, then your foundation is in trouble. Because it's all built on love. It's all built on love. And so if we want to improve our relationships, we want to focus on really loving the other person. And what does love look like? How do I do that? Go back to 1 Corinthians 13. Because it reminds me that if I do all these other things, but I don't have love, I have nothing. And then it tells me exactly what love looks like. Man, this, this, this love is, is kind. It's forgiving. It's patient. It's gentle. Right? It's not self-centered. It's all, all these things. And it never fails. It's got, God's perfect love. I'm, I'm committed to loving my wife, I'm committed to loving the people in my life, my kids, my children, my friends, our church. I want to love them like Jesus loved me. See, our ultimate motivation comes down to God's love for us. And I, I want to close on reading a verse of Scripture that is dangerously familiar to us, many of us. But I want you to kind of see this with fresh eyes because even though it's familiar, I don't want you to let that rob you of the beauty of this amazing verse as we think about how we can love each other well in our relationships. John chapter 3 Verse 16, you, you know it well. For God so loved, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world. He so loved you that he gave. When, when love is so strong inside of you for the other person, you're willing to give. And then we're not talking just about doing the dishes or taking out the trash or mowing the yard, taking care of the children, earning income. It's not just about what you do. When, when you truly love, you're, you're giving more than what you do. You're giving who you are. When, when you truly love someone, it's not just what you do. It's, it, it's how you do it. It's why you do it. It's, it's who you are. You are a person who loves this individual with everything that you've got. And God is trying to transform the condition of our heart, not just the actions of our life. He wants to change the posture of our heart, not only towards the people we care about, they're close to us, but about every person we lock eyes with, because there's not a person walking on this planet earth that God did not create beautifully and wonderfully and, and that he desperately loves. And he wants you and I, as we look at others around us, to love them with that same kind of compassion, with that same kind of grace when others fail us, the same kind of forgiveness, and that same kind of hope that they can one day experience the same love that we experience in God. And see, here's the final lesson. God so loved me that... God so loved me that, and I want you to fill in the blank there. God, God so loved me that he loved me so much that he saved me from all of my sins so that I didn't have to experience the wrath of God forever in hell. He loved me so much that he saved me. Or perhaps today the thing that's on your heart is God loved me so much that he is in a loving relationship with me, that he cares about me, that I have companionship with God Almighty in heaven. I have a best friend. He loved me so much that he's a friend to me, right? Maybe for you it's the challenge today is God loved me so that I can go and love others, so that I can go express his love to the world around me, so that I can love my wife, or I can love my kids, or I can love my friends. God loves me so much that I can go and love others like he loved me. I, I don't know for you what the, the biggest takeaway is, but my hope is that because God so loved us, we can go so love others with this same amazing love that God's given us. Where are the gaps in your love? If you want to change your relationships, if you want to improve your relationship, what is it this week that you can do to express, not impress, but to express God's love through serving, through giving, through building others up with your words, living towards this ideal? And you, we won't hit it right every time. 
but living towards this ideal of love that God presents in scripture. My hope is that you will run hard after that this week, that you will love others well, and you will experience improved relationships. Not impressing other people, but expressing the love of God so that they can experience this full life in Jesus Christ, full of the love of God. Right on? Right on. Hey, let me pray over you. God, I just thank you so much for each and every person that you brought here today to hear this message about your love. And God, we just thank you so much that your love, which is so strong for us, even when we failed you. God, even though we rebelled against you and we didn't get it right and we didn't love others well, God, you still loved us. And you loved us so much that you gave what was most valuable to you. You gave your own son to die on that Roman cross for our sins so we could be forgiven. We thank you for that. God, that's our motivation. The way that you loved us when we didn't deserve it, God, we know we can go and love others when they offend us, when they hurt us, when they don't seem likable. God, we can still love them because, God, you loved us when we were very unlikable in your eyes. You, you always loved us, but, God, we did some things that were very unlikable. We sinned against you, God. Our, our sins put your son on the cross, and, God, you loved us through all of those unlikable things that we did. You still chose to love us. You liked us, and we thank you for that. And, God, may we go out with that same grace this week, that same compassion. May we extend your love and your forgiveness and grace to everyone we come across and express your love to them through our serving, through our words, and through our actions. And it's in Jesus' amazing name we pray. Amen. Before our usher team comes forward to receive our tithes and offerings and response cards, here's a few important things happening with our CE family. Our Frontline Ministry is a great opportunity for you to make a big difference. By serving on a Frontline team, you are the smiling face, the firm handshake, and the loving embrace of the church. There are opportunities to be a greeter, usher, serve in hospitality, or the safety team. To let us know that you're interested in serving in one of these teams, write Frontline on your response card. If you've never downloaded the CE app on your phone, you should really check it out. You'll learn more about who we are, be able to connect in a life group or a serving team, check out the fun and kid experience, give online, and so much more. Also, don't forget to turn on your notifications for the CE app as we send occasional brief updates that you do not want to miss. As our ushers come forward to collect our response cards and receive our tithes and offerings, God has been so incredibly generous to us in giving us life and most of all, His grace through His Son, Jesus. In James chapter 1, verse 17, the Bible teaches that every good and perfect gift is from above. We recognize all the good things that God has done for us and in gratitude, we give out the resources that He has entrusted to us. Let's honor God together through the giving of our tithes and offerings so more people can experience a full life in Jesus Christ. You can easily give by setting up a recurring gift today on our CE website or the CE app. Thank you for being on mission with us to help more people experience a full life in Jesus Christ.
I love today's impacting service. You may have personally made a commitment during the service. If you did, please reach out to us. Also, if you have questions or comments or prayer requests, go to churchexperience.tv backslash connect or scan the QR code on the screen. I personally love to stay connected by staying up to date on the CE social media, Instagram, Facebook, our website, or even the app. It's been great to share another special service with our CE family, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Have a great week.